yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back here once again on our Ventura Forward podcast. We're always searching for those tasty waves, hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and all that news across the 805. On this show, we're going to break down our segments from our journalistic point of views. And we've been going around town, finding out the goods. Spence, how you feeling? Feeling great. What a show we have going on in Ventura at the fairgrounds. Skull and Roses Festival with the Grateful Dead cover bands are there, but more importantly, two nights of Phil Lesh. Let's get down there. You want to? Will you hang out in the parking lot with me? I shall hang. And apparently, there's camping on site. They've got this dialed in. This is a well-oiled machine. As much fun as people might make of the whole dead scene, that group is really good at throwing a party. And they've done it for uh, decades. you got to look going back when the real Grateful Dead was here and now these shows. So it's good, folks. If you want to be there, go ahead. It's going to be awesome. Now, where can we poach and listen? Oh, right on the street. So anyway, it's just going to be. If you do take Figueroa mm-hmm. down there, it will turn to the Surfers Point parking lot. There is the paid lot. But if you can somehow get a parking spot on the street, you can park there for free or more likely Park closer to like downtown and just walk on in. And you'll get good audio. Oh, you can get out. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. That's and what we do. If when in doubt, walk around, put your finger in the air. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get my kayak and go float just off the coast and hear it from <laughs> there. I'll finally be back in the water. And they said 71 degrees tomorrow. So, hey, the water is still probably a little bit chilly, but it's getting warmer outside. Springtime is here. I had a chance to hike to two trees yesterday, Spence, and I have sneezed over 162 times since then. At least it's an even number, which is good. And the mustard was smacking me in the face. It was. I'm going to give the video to you. It was over tw- t- 10 feet high mustard, wildflowers above my waist, four feet high. The super bloom is real on Rancho Ventura Conservation Trust in our beautiful Ventura foothills. So let's go. We're getting outside. I want to say thank you for always to allowing me to come on to your wonderful morning show. And the other thing about people who go out and hike, it's beautiful to get out there. We highly recommend it and encourage it, but stay off the flowers. You know, yeah. don't, don't don't go bushwhacking. Yeah, don't pick them. You're not there to get a bouquet. These are flowers that are supposed to stay there. Don't walk on them. Observe them. Photo them, and you're good to go. You know who loves the flowers up in the hills the most? Those cows. Cows are big into them. You know, the bees and the butterflies also. They're grubbing those babies. Heavily in. Might have some good taste of milk coming up. <laughs> That's some sweet milk. All right, we're going to break it down here in 52. We do not have a guest tonight. We're going to go somewhere different. If you've been following on Instagram, thank you so much. If you're not following on Instagram, I highly recommend you download that app and just get involved for some audio visuals. Not about maybe, what do I want to say? That? Visual visuals, because I'm doing about 20 little stories each day, telling some great things about cleanups, events. So it couldn't be more stoked to do that. We tried to bring you the most we can each with a podcast. And that's why we're going to go guestless for a few weeks to give you what we're doing on Instagram. And it's called the new 15 hot button topics, Spence, that I randomly came up with. And we're going to ask you on this podcast about some of these topics that I find to be very important in the city of Ventura. Are you ready? I am ready to go. Number one is the cannabis license appeal process. City right now with intern manager has not addressed the situation that where we're really in the appeal process. And the town is waiting 420 just passed yesterday as I saw a line at Safeport Dispensary coming around the building. So everybody wants to know these tax dollars were so important. What's the holdup with the process? So where are you holding, Spence? Do you think that we should allow the interim acting city manager 
Akbar Ali Khan to make this decision, or should we wait until the new city manager comes in to find out after the appeal process is over if we should move forward with the three award licenses? I think we got to wait. Ooh. I think we do. I'd like to have it now, but does that mean if it's made now by an interim, it could be changed again by the person who gets the gig? Yes. And were you happy with that original? Could it be Mr. Alicant that gets the gig? I don't know. Is he in the ring? Yes, he is. Okay. I've, so he could get the I've gig. I've heard a little birdie that there's 10 applications that have been put through the process. You know what it pays? Yeah. How much? 200 The new city manager's salary will range from... $236,400 to $316,800. I think my hat just went in the ring. <laughs> we asked Rich Galano to yes. sign up. And he, he, I, he declined. And I've had over... He doesn't want to take the pay cut. I've, <laughs> I've had over about 15, 20 people ask me that I should apply. And I love that too, thinking that I don't have maybe the experience with college and different stuff. But I will apply because I've always said, if the people want me to do something in Ventura, I will do it. The application process, I heard you have to write a few essays. Maybe I'll use chat GPT with my application just to save a little bit of time. But again, it'll be a fun process to see. My hat will be in the ring. Will you really put your hat in the ring, Spence? Yes. Uh, these comps, by the way, and salary are between, this is a weird combination, Camarillo and Irvine. Irvine's got to have a pretty big population. I know Camarillo is, what, around 50? I'm guessing 50,000. Yeah. So, but it's funny. Those are the comp cities because Ventura is 120,000. Can I give or take on that? Uh, well, yeah, 108, I think. Oh, it is 108. Okay. Uh, it's just uh, interesting. And again, yes, folks, I am obsessed with salaries, especially when it's from your taxpayer dollar. Topic number two, Spence. We had the unfortunate tragedy of a murder at Surfer's Point about 10 days ago. Question is this. Do you want permanent presence by law enforcement on the Ventura Promenade 24 hours a day? Many years ago, well, maybe about five or six, I suggested to a Ventura city councilman that we put a police substation there and roll it in, even if it's just that um, the traveling unit. What would you say that is? Like a kiosk. The mobile unit. A yeah. kiosk. Put it in there. I think 100% we have to keep people safe. I don't care if it's ponies. To make it look good, you know, it'll make it look fun with police on equestrian. Mm -hmm. I don't care if they're on bicycles. I don't care. Yes, I agree. And you've got to have police presence in this case. We, we are dealing with a man being stabbed to death at the Aloha Steakhouse. The woman who took the, the blunt object to her face and lost a few teeth. I hope she's recovering well as well. Way too many things are happening there. And then the other stuff we just don't know oh, about, the just, undercurrent. You have currently yeah. just being scared, just the presence. Sure. I mean, again, Ventura Forward and our motto is a lot respecting women and children and seniors. And when our women don't feel safe, and keep the DMs coming. If you're voicing to me that we, you didn't feel safe at the promenade, thank you so much because those voices are being heard by our leaders. The more they hear, the more we'll get resources down there. I thank you for thank you for answering that question, Spence. And what I'm looking at is exactly what you pointed out. Grandma and grandpa, the yeah. retired couple that just want to go for a stroll at sunset. I'm looking at the young kids who might be out there First just date. goofing around, sure. all of the above. We have to protect everyone. Love it. Number three, remember, if you like these topics in this discussion, Ventura Forward's going live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday evening. So tonight I'm going to be dropping the end of this list and the new list. Remember, this list is totally random on different topics, rumors, spelling them, creating true, carrying stories forward. Number three, Spence, fair board members. We talked about a decision about the fair board. Jim Naylor came on the radio today. I'm curious what you think about the fair board members again 
having the ultimate decision. And number two, what would a turnover rate be for you? If it's four years on an active board, do you think members should be there for 16 years, 20 years, all on the decision, or should have more of an influx? It would be nice to have a change, but what if people aren't into it? What if people aren't applying for it? What if it's not a sought-after position? I don't know where that sits at this point. And sincerely, I also don't know the exact power they wield. Are they a suggestion? People here feed on the street who make a suggestion to a higher power. Perhaps a governor. Matt Levere said at the EVCC last night, East Ventura Community Council, that the governing board at the Fairgrounds has the ultimate decision. Hmm. I was very interested to hear him say that. As it keeps going, we hear about the California um, Food Administration and different decisions. But if that's the case, I would like to see more transparency. And here's why. You look at things like the General Plan Action Committee. Who is the one making the decision on who gets on the committees and the boards? And I know who might make the decision, but what I want to know is to make that process so transparent. It's like apple pie, easy to understand. Meaning, like like you said, we should be able to go online and see, has anybody applied to be a board member for Ventura County Fairgrounds? And who was that? And when did they do that? Because if there's nobody applying, like you're saying, I say leave it the same. And then I would put a marketing campaign to that community to try to get more involved. But if there were 10 people on that list, I would say, when did they apply? Why are they in the queue? Why did they get denied? I think that's totally fair on the lowest level of volunteerism. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Absolutely. And we just have to look into that and see how many people have applied. If somebody was rejected, why? And if somebody's finally saying, look, I'd love to quit, but nobody's going to fill my seat. So I'm staying here out of public service. I have no clue on how many people attempt to get this position. Let's go fast forward with that with a perfect example right now. I got a question coming in from Jack Dempsey here. I'll hit that in a second. Here we go though, Spence. I currently applied to be on the Measure E um, Accountability Board, which was the taxes for the school board. I was a big um, sponsor of that bill, right? To increase our property tax and put that on the community. It's big for me on the transparency side. Now I'm in the queue if I get one of the positions or not. But I would like to know right now. I don't like this whole waiting thing. And then when if I get denied, maybe I'll be told why I get denied. But I like to know right now, who am I up against? Who's in that? And what's the parameters of making that decision? I don't want to hear it retroactive. I want to hear it proactively. So if I see something in that flaw, I can catch it before, whether it has to do with me or not. But I happen to be in this field. So I think I'm a little more understanding of the situation. But again, I want to know before it happens. I don't like taxes. <laughs> We're not going into that. We're going into this process of choosing who's on these governing boards. In this sense, obviously, you want the best of the best now that it passed to take care of your taxes, at least. That's right. If the money is going to be spent, I really want to know where it goes. The biggest problem I have with taxation, and I know we need to support our firefighters, our police officers, our teachers, and this and that, but it just seems like we are paying a lot of money, whether it's property tax. And remember, folks, property tax goes up. So does your rent. So just be aware of that. And all of these things, we're taxed at the store when we buy stuff. We're taxed on our car when we register. And we're taxed to death. We just paid our taxes, hopefully. And I don't like taxes. So I'd like to be a good steward. And I think that's what you're talking about here. Absolutely. I want to know where it's spent, how it's spent. Make sure the education is good. Make sure the teachers are, you know, able to be in this community. But I don't like taxes. Just don't like them. No. No taxes at all, right? 
Well, it's in a perfect world, but that's never going to sure. happen. Right. But we do understand that our money, all of you out there that are working your butts off uh, to create the money for yourself and your yeah. family, it should be done under somebody who is paying attention. Well, yeah, and then know the people that are making their salaries off the taxes, that there comes a responsibility with that. 100%. And that we also really respect you and give you the grace and confidence to work within that ability. I, what I found is that for me from the outside until I knew a lot of people that work for the government, it was always them kind of versus us in a sense. Like that's the city or that's the county when in actuality we're now coaches on the same baseball team. That was a very naive point for me. And so it's been fun to come home and really be part of the community on both sides to understand it's one big conglomeration of us coming together and the respect that we have for those government employees and that accountability it really takes to, to serve that as a police officer Knowing that not only are you a police officer when you have a badge on, but then as off-duty, again, giving back to the community, not only from all positions. Getting into the vagabond with accountability here, Spence. The state is still pushing down more of this project room key, project home key. We've heard about the vagabond in going into an agreement for a permanent housing solution. Oxnard just came up with another hotel. Vagabond got a six-month extension. The community is in an absolute uproar and in a majority of continuing this project room key where they're turning in our good working hotels. I'm going to speak about the Vagabond specifically. What are your thoughts? Get, get them out of there right away, even though you want to show love and kindness to people and turn it back into a hotel or continue it to be a county service? Continue the county service, but a dry house. Nobody intoxicated, no drug use. Monitor it and literally have curfews on the rooms. I know that sounds a little bit um, nanny, but since the city, county, state is providing these funds, I think some of the people who are taking advantage of this, and especially women with children, we want to see them protected. But I think with these offerings of shelter, there should be something that comes back from the person getting the shelter, and that would be sober, and that would be safe, following the rules. And I. So if you're saying that the state or the county didn't want to enforce stricter rules, you're saying get rid of it. I would say get rid of it because okay. I don't see the point in providing a place where, air quotes everybody, crime can exist. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are working hard and trying to get a place, and there's a lot of people that have been displaced. But that'll actually create a better environment for everybody. Even the ones that are great people that need help don't want to live in an environment of hotel. We have all of this stuff. Can you imagine what those hotel rooms look like? They're smoking in those hotel rooms. I mean, it's a big party. I dare anybody here to walk or drive through the Vagabond parking lot. Ventura Forward will do it. But I, I, I challenge you, go in there and then try to not send me a direct message. And what about the person that does, and I always look at homeless uh, moms, you know, homeless women, it's a very risky world for them, especially if they do have mom with two kids and they get this great room and they're in there and it's it's chaos outside. I just think that should be the the one deal is these are dry houses. Let's get back on our feet. We'll help you as much as we can as taxpayers and community supporters. So I say, as you would say, let's go as long as it's a dry house. Right. And Walden Surfboards has represented this very just to themselves because they were open and then it closed pretty much since this has happened. Or look at Spencer McKenzie's, a business next door. What's the damage of that? What's the situation? Something to keep our eyes on as Project Room Key and Project Home Key continue to run down millions, if not eventually billions of dollars down the state and the county and are implementing into Ventura County. We need to be aware of it and keep up our coastal living.
At one place you can have a fish, at the other place you can drink like one. <laughs> See what I did there? Best town ever. Uh, Kimball Park Playground. Have you been to a community park before? Oh, sure. Oh, I, I ran around Kimball. That's where I trained for a couple of halves. Uh, on a scale of one... Marathons, to, folks. On a scale of one to ten, what would be the need, do you think, for a playground or for kids' activities at that park? But top priority. Ten, right? Yeah. Let's go. How could you have that big of a park that's unfinished and still have nothing to do for kids? It's a problem. And I, it's because the, the water park is more of a unique setting for actual swimming actually is but just to have a place where kids can go and kind of free play goof around i do want chin-ups i do want um i do want bar dips i want an exercise facility but also something that's just plain and simply fun like your uh is it kellogg park yeah something like that great maybe on steroids because it's such a big area they could really do a good job there it could be so much fun because you have so much space zip, zip line baby come on bring it back number seven marina park zip line See You're on. There? How do you do? I it? didn't even look at the notes. <laughs> That's what he's my guy. So, dude, obviously it's not going to come out of the ship again because it's hard to climb up the ship out of the ship. But there was that one from San Luis Obispo that I showed you is more ergonomic friendly, and the park's going to be closed. The playground's gone because they're doing the water project, right? Doesn't it make sense for the city to listen to the community members, go out to the box a little bit against the liability, and then put the zip line back? It does, and I'm going to do a little boomer stuff here so some of you people might not be happy. You know, when we were kids, <laughs> oak trees weren't made ergonomically. They were made by nature and God, perhaps, and we climbed around on them, hung from limbs, and did all this stuff. We never heard of the word ergonomic when it came to goofing around. Give the kids a zip line back. Every once in a while, somebody's going to take a tumble. That's the way it goes. I took many. I'm sure you did, too. So let's bring back the fun. Let's bring back the exercise. I would like to see, just because I'm old school, I would like to see that, that portion of the park that is very old school with exercise-type equipment. You know, like the park courses where you go around and they have a station, like you can yeah. do push-ups here and you can do pull-ups there. I would really like to see that. But parks have to be fun. And We I, could put those stations at like 10 of our different parks. What do we have for a price on this? Do we have any idea? It's a good question. I could look into that. What is a swing set? I don't know. What is a swing set? And are they putting swing sets in parks anymore? Or are they worried about liability there, too? Ay, 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 Spence. Don't go there. No ergonomics. Where is the liability? Because topic number eight here, getting into more of a conversation, really you hear about it all the time, I know this, is the fun you have on the roads dodging the potholes. Mm -hmm. I went on a road the other day down by Four Point Sheraton. I think it's called Navigator. You know, when you go on... Spinnaker, you make your first immediate right and you go to the, the Holiday Inn Express. There were four or five potholes. And I don't harbor on potholes because it's ridiculous. It's out of control. Out of control. What are your thoughts? Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger tried to fix one near his house. I don't know if he's in Bel Air or Beverly Hills. And we saw what happened there. It gets to the point, Ron Swanson, also from the wonderful show Parks and Recreation, he fixed one in front of a house. It's to the point now where... If you hit it in your car, there could be alignment issues. You could mess up a tire. But what I'm concerned about is cyclists, motorcyclists, and people that could actually get injured because of these stupid things. We must get better at, uh, at cleaning this up. I understand the app that's available through the county. You can, like, put a pin, global, and positioner pin, and you can take a photo. If you're taking a photo of a pothole, be very careful. They are out on the road. But there's ways to identify them and send that to county. Yes, and there is. So you can get that uh, fixed. But mostly, again, 
it is a bit of a, a bouncy ride in a car, but you've got to watch out for your bicyclists and you've got to watch out uh, for people on motorcycles. Monday night at Ventura City Council, they're going to be proposing their new budget. And I'm expecting a huge increase on streets and pavement this mm-hmm. year. So I would love to see the increase in budget in that because it's getting to be ridiculous. And that's what we have to be for because that that's, uh, you know, comfort of driving, getting to and from your house. That's business. You know, that's uh, the economy of just people, you know, who are working for a living driving. So that's that's top priority. It kind of for me, though, seeing that if we are visit Ventura. I keep hammering how it is our home, of course, but people want to travel here and be tourists. Right. Talk about that a lot. It's like going to a dinner table in a restaurant. There's a few things that just cannot happen. The seat cannot be sticky and dirty, right? When you sit down, the table has to be clean. The menus can't be, right? And like the salt and pepper shakers can't feel oily. There's a few things that's kind of similar how I see the streets. That just, the street lights have to be on. They should be paid. If not, we're just starting that whole experience in a bad note. And that's what I think the community is most frustrated about. We don't have a chance to be good because the streets suck. Yep, got to be safe, and that's the number one priority. River rules are going into number nine and number ten. I heard River Haven's closing down, Spence. Did you hear about that? Did not. River Haven, those tiny homes supported by the county program, has closed down slowly. I'm excited about that because I don't think anyone should be living in the river. And it gets over to number ten, River Park Trail over in Ventura. Caltrans has been cleaning that up. Huge news came off this week. Shout out CHP and starting a new thing called the Ventura Impact Team. But we want to see, ultimately, real impact in creating community change permanently. Do you have any ideas, Spence, that we could do to implement permanent change when it comes to encampments in the river bottom and along the river trails? Problem, again, there is policing. You know, it's the only way to do it. If you have somebody going for a jog, if you have kids going to look for pollywogs, and I understand they're back because of these great rains, uh, they can't be you know, they, what are they going to do? If they come upon a homeless person, it's horrid. You know, it's terrible. So I don't know what the answer to that is because I know I sound like just call a cop. Uh, but there's got to be a point because what would they think if I'm walking through there? They're not going to listen to me. You right. know, there's no way. So we have to have some authority that will remove these people from these areas and put them in a safe place. I'm dealing with a thing in Fillmore right now. When you take the Grimes Canyon Road, uh, the 23, all the way into Fillmore, which hits the 126, there's a big encampment there. It's huge. And it's it's along uh, the Santa Clara. And we're trying to deal with that. This just in. Oh, I love it. VPD was calling right now, actually. Checking in. Okay, good. I called earlier today. They're probably sourcing back. Let's go. But I would just like to uh, have the same thing with that. You know, it's public safety. It's sanitation. It's all of those things. And, I, again, I sound like I want a police outpost every uh, as much as we have Domino Pizza franchises. But it's okay because you want the presence, but you're not looking for arrest. See the difference? And that's what everyone mm-hmm. thinks. That you think if you say cop, you want everyone busted and put them in cuffs. And I know your heart. That's not what you're looking for. But you want just people to know what's going on. Yeah, and safety. And I always look, again, a woman going out for a jog. Do they feel safe doing that? And I, I'm guessing the answer is no in a lot of these places. Yep. And that's not right. All right, let's get down to it. Oh, 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 my permanent solution there is to look underneath some of these uh, freeway areas and then really just permanently fence those off. You know, like underneath those little o- overpasses, just build heavy-duty fencing that can't get cut into and just build like a big rectangle in that area so they can't get back in there. There's no point of cleaning it, going back, cleaning it, going back. 
there's a perfect shelter too, so that's a good one. Some way to block that out because you got to look at the way. If anybody's ever walked under the passes up there, yeah, they are perfect little places to duck out. And then once it gets steep again, you can see that no one's gonna sleep on a steep angle. So that again, mm-hmm. that we just create these solutions for them. That not being mean, it's the whack a mole theory and just filling the holes, not killing the mole. Yeah, by one, by another, there's a lot of overpasses to handle. Let's go. Moving down again, Sadie Englehart, Spencer. Getting some two feel-good stories here. Sadie Englehart continues to just crush the city and the state and the county as she continues to fly for Ventura Track and Field. I want to be able to run a half mile as fast as she runs a mile. That's my goal. I think that me and you as Ventura Forward should find a track meet this weekend or in the next two weeks and go watch her run. Yeah. Are you into that? I'm a huge fan of track and field. And what she's doing is... um, she is going to be a world-renowned athlete, already known throughout our country. She's really something else. So shout out Sadie. We want to get recognition there. And me and Spence are going to say we will go to a track meet this year. Fair? Yep, absolutely. Okay. I'll look into that We're schedule. In. Now, my sister, Nicole Norn, is a little bit older, but graduating from the rival Buena High School, she's up for an Emmy Award this year for her story called Bev and Irv. It was a combination of where a woman had trials and uh, with one of her um, – boyfriend she was in a bad situation and this gentleman who she knew from a different relationship came and protected her it's up for an emmy award winning for a short story spent i couldn't be happier that's huge yeah and she continues to go on and so there's great stories i wanted to highlight only as my sister it's that sometimes people don't think that your own hometown people are doing big things but ventura remember this isn't the town that has one or two people that deserve a billboard we have hundreds of people thousands of people that deserve those billboards they just don't get them because there's so many great people coming from here yeah, there is. We, we have a lot of success, and we have a lot of uh, unique stories that are inspiring. Parking Garage, as we're going through Ventura Forward's podcast, we're wrapping through here, 52. I love it. Everyone listening, big props. Always to Ray Fresco for bringing in the beats. And we might get to a couple of our fun little sponsor questions with Spence this time, finding out if he still likes pepperoni, I mean, pineapple on his pizza. But number 12, parking, parking, parking. Everyone in Ventura is talking about parking because – People downtown want to put more meters and they want a new parking garage and they really think that parking isn't free. City of Ventura historically has been known as kind of a free parking, easygoing, last small beach town and our parking price indicates that as well. It's $2.50 in Santa Barbara. It's $2 down in some LA areas, up to $5 to $6 in LA. It's only a dollar on average in Ventura. So Spence, are you in favor of more parking garages and charging for parking, or do you want to kind of keep more of the free parking? Port Wainimi has parking fees at the beach, too. That's a tough one for me. I like parking garages. I, I think they're efficient use of space. I think it's, it's a great way to go. If there is parking, hopefully there would be some kind of validation so people you know, get a bounce back. Because basically you want people in a city to go shop. You want a pe- people in a city uh, to take advantage of everything that promotes our economy. I'm not opposed to charging for parking, and I'm not against paying it. We've heard things like the Ventura Harbor Village will introduce a parking fee. We've heard that. Uh, There's been a few of those. I drove enough in L.A. for many, many years with limos and everything I did. It's pay everywhere, and sometimes there has to be that comeuppance. But I think we also talked about the fact if you charge – Eight bucks to park for a day, let's just say, and you do this, you do that. Where does that money end up? And that's, I'm not against the charge, but as we talked earlier on taxes, I am thinking 
So where does this money go again? You know, is it for improvements or is it just going to pay the person who goes and writes the tickets, the person who goes? Is this just one big administrative sure. you know, ball of tax money? No, that's a great question there, too. And it gets down to how much each parking spot costs each day. And then where it gets down to, um, I still want to implement the free parking pass for, lo for locals. <laughs> My voice just cracked. Folks. Little it's Tommy. puberty. It's puberty, but it's good. I can't wait till I get a deep voice. Don't you wish That'll we could, be awesome. Don't you wish we could go back? Yes, I wish I could. Absolutely. <laughs> but that is um, a good question. Can we honor local people and say, hey, this is your city. You're paying taxes every other way. So we're going to let you, with your license, your ID, park for free some kind of stickering yeah and it'll be the outsiders or even an app a local app certification thing and we don't want to beat the heck out of our tourist friends either because they come here they yeah. got to feel comfortable and not that they're getting hosed uh, but i met a couple last night I'll give the probasco couple a shout out none of my whole life they live on the east side and mm -hmm. debbie told me yesterday she doesn't come downtown anymore because it's so much paid parking everywhere and I kind of thought, See, I've never paid for parking once in Ventura, and, and I've been there a few times. I know, and everyone has their own systematic way of doing mm -hmm. it. And she even, I don't want to park on, they're getting a little bit, probably 60s, you know, maybe reevaluation on the walking status. I'm just, we got to remember, everyone has their own point of view. That's why I think the one hour free parking pass really encapsulates everybody's little fifthdom of a small thing. It doesn't allow the local employee to park down there all, all day. It really encapsulated all, allows you to go to the beach for a little bit. And if you want to stay for more than two hours, then you're paying for parking. Not a big deal. I agree. I'll, I'll go with that. Let's go. All right, moving down here, we're going to be getting into City Hall. City Hall's hiring, Spence. There's positions are available. I want to encourage everybody. Parks and Rec's hiring. The planning department's hiring. I just heard that there's positions open for the new graffiti. Um, they're calling it beautification team. Is out there. You want to Are you filling out anything for that? No, I don't think so. I'm still waiting to hold off. I don't know if they want to get me in there. I'd prefer those positions get filled up and we just live on the outside still. Huge win yesterday. Shout out to Safe and Clean team and Michael, who I saw cleaning up on the Johnson Corridor area behind Cronies and Fresh Burrito. Armando, the owner of Fresh Burrito, was super stoked to see us cleaning there. I went up and asked him, I go, hey, what's the best thing to order here at Fresh Burrito? What do you think he said? I the give. The burritos. The burritos. All right. <laughs> it was so great. Good answer. <laughs> he just stayed stone cold. I got to, I'm like, what? He's like, the burritos. It was just great. And so he was just jumping for joy as we're cleaning out there. The back alley had couches, mattresses. And here's the cool part. Cleanup Ventura got information, which they do from a lot of different people. They posted it. City was out there the next day. I came out. I reported on it. It was a full collaboration on accident. That's the cool part is when like, when we have these small passions turning into it and then the government's coming through with it, that's winning, Spence. Am I right here? I'm with you. Let's go. All right. We're going to be wrapping it up here soon. I had State Water Connection on my number 15 here. Are you familiar with that? I am not. So Ventura had owned rights to State Water that comes down through the aqueduct since like 1972. We paid into this allotment each year. We never connected. Everyone around us connected Camarillo, Oxnard gets it now too. Now Ventura's going to be building a pipeline from Camarillo to the east side of Ventura. Have a new mixing station there and then pump the water back towards this. Actually, even Ojai is going to be able to access this through the Casitas Municipal Project. So this is a huge project coming through that. There's going to be a new mixing station coming up over by Wells and Henderson. I think residents should be know about that, aren't aware of that yet. Uh, pipes are going to be going up on Foothill Road, down Kimball Road. So if you live on the east side of Ventura, 
know that not only is the project for the reclamation and the potable and impotable reuse on the harbor, State Water Connection is also getting a lot closer to being finished. So I want to just drop that nugget on everybody to know if you live on the east side, look for that decision to come soon. Okay. Need water. My dad was in the water business forever, but he knows that. I think that's what's important, too, is that everybody wants to talk about water like there is no water. And people use that as a conversation to say that they want to know more growth. So now that city officials found out a way to bring in a lot of water, which we already had a decent amount with a man-made lake, four aqueducts, a diversion coming possibly from Arrowhead. I mean, while we're in a dry spot, we're in a good spot to be in California, as my voice is cracking, too. We're in a good spot to be. But again, now that we have water... Does that mean they're going to build, build, build? What do you think? It stops that argument. That Exactly. Yeah, and I think more building will occur. And there are a lot of people that still want to move in here, and they need those places to move. And you know, look, right near our studio here is the uh, the Montalvo uh, project right at Rounds yeah. at the Montalvo Square. That seemed to go off very well, right? And they're building another one, too, in the neighborhood, another 100 units right yeah. there. And did we notice the street impact so far? I drive that all the time. This is where I work. Sure. And I get home via that way. I think they did a very, very good job on that. Then the uh, A word as in affordable is another conversation to have. But I think in the city of Ventura where land is at a premium, affordability is not going to be part of the deal. And that's why. Why did I move and buy in Fillmore? Because I could get a great house. I'm in a great neighborhood. And I picked that because it was literally $200,000 less. Sometimes you have to make that decision. You got to go. You yeah. Know? And I, I hate to be that, but it happened to me. So, yeah. And we love it where we are. We absolutely love it. Oh, and I so noticed. Pick your oh, place. I was in a meeting last night on a side note where somebody said who offers services that the state and the county should be able to offer people services and said that they're from here. Listen to this. If they say that they have a family member in the county. So if you're from somewhere in the state or in the United States and you have any family member that lives here and you're coming to visit them, that's supposed to justify you living here and offering you services. Hmm. What do you think about that? I don't like it. I don't like it either. Don't like <laughs> I love your response. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Done. Everybody knows somebody from Ventura. I'm going to, oh, you mean there's free stuff yeah. out there in Ventura County? Aunt Betty, I'm coming on out there. Like, how would you even prove that? Do you think about that? You walk into his services, like, how did you get here? Oh, well, my aunt used to live here for years, so I came to visit her. This is what they're doing. This is what I'm talking about. It goes back to the committees. Where are they getting the numbers for the data that they want to serve and fulfill, Spence? That's a Ventura Forwards here, and we're going to stay here. Let's go. All right, wrapping it up, 52. You know, we're going to just go into the sponsors and say one more time, the three coolest people in town. Let's give a shout out. I want to just go with some new people here off the top of my head. Number one, Mike Anderson. He didn't make my first list. It's been fun coaching with him. Yeah, I, I like Mike a lot. He's uh, he's a, a you know family man. He's a good dad. He's a good coach. He was a great ball player, golfer, and now he's taking up fishing. He's out and about a lot, and he always is. He's a big water guy, too. That's one, one of his uh, little side conversations. He's always on the water, literally, either in his boat or about. So I think that's a great choice, like Mike. Thank you. He told me, too. Look at how funny he is. Yesterday, he went to Casitas to fish. He was trying to do bow fishing. Really? Yeah, he got, he got the, the string to the end of it and was shooting the bow in the water. He's like, I think I'm going to do a little That's more. not a catch and keep. <laughs> <He's> like, wow. <laughs> that's a. 
Okay. Carp. I guess it was the carp, and the carp is more uh, invasive. Okay. Seagulls. So going yeah, you're not shoot, yeah, I should have probably been a mention that. You're trying to shoot okay. the carps. All right. Cool people. Who else are we going to go out? I'm going to give, uh, even though he's on the list, uh, Mark from Rocks and Drams. We've got a big event coming up on May 11th. If you wouldn't mind, I'm going to share it more on the radio next week. Uh, and on this podcast, get your tickets. We're trying to sell 100 tickets for $50 a piece to support the Cabrillo PTO. May 11th, it's going to be an appetizer, a drink, dinner, and a dessert for 50 bucks. Steal, right? And the Cabrillo Band is going to be playing there. All in downtown. We got permission from Kevin with the Downtown Partnership. The Cabrillo Band is going to be at Rocks and Drams May 11th, Thursday night from 5.30 to 7.30. It's going to be a party. You coming, Spence? I'll be there. Yeah. And I'm going to sell 100 tickets. I think we can do it. And I need to call Shannon today. Shannon, if you happen to watch this, which you're probably not, I'm going to call you today and find out where the tickets are at. Okay? Okay. Somebody cool. Who else you got for me? Yo, that's it's fun. I got to get out more. I, I keep running into the same people. Who did you see at the crab feast over, that you, you had? Know, that's, I was trying to uh, to go into that to see there's so like Pat Pothier. He's always out there. He's always doing stuff. I Anytime know. I ask him, he's he's there and he's really, really a good person. And he's a, a great lion. I think Kevin Brannon, I don't know if I've brought him up before, but the stuff he's doing with Real Guppies, there's a great guy in the community that's working hard for the kids. And, you know, he's getting a... He's community get, Kev just launched his new website. Yeah, and <laughs> he's just doing stuff, and he's working it, and I got to give him credit where he started and where he is. We met at LA Fitness uh, working out, and he knew that I knew Stick Boy, and he wanted to get on the air with his project. And, boy, that was years ago uh, we started talking. So I'll say... Uh, you know, real guppies, uh, nice, nice work with um, with everything he's done in the community. So those will be mine for today. Perfect. And my last shout-out today goes to Matt Stockholm. He's a guy who works with me at the COC, the Community Outreach Center. We're doing stuff all over town on the west side, but he's taking my phone calls. He's actually the one walking the streets. He's a blonde-haired dude, the hair down to his shoulders, telling him, everyone he loves, everybody just for fun, and it's pretty cool to see him do his thing. And that's what it takes, folks. You be you. Ventura forward, always moving it. Episode 52, we're bringing those little discussions that I know you're always thinking about live on Instagram and on the podcast. Thanks again to all of our sponsors. We're always looking for more. We're going to be involved in this stuff very soon. Spence, did you enjoy the show? I did. It was a lot of fun. Uh, quick pace, good topics. Let's go. Until next week, we'll see you on the Friday afternoon. Let's go.